Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson here. We're back again with the UX Podcast, and we've got a phenomenal guest here for you today, Laura Posey. She is uh, essentially a coach to coaches. So she helps coaches and consultants break through the six-figure ceiling uh, in their consulting or coaching business and essentially build a business that pays them what they are worth. And so we went really deep in this conversation. I love this conversation because uh, I'm super passionate, and, and you can tell uh, in all the episodes that we've done, I'm super passionate about the world of coaching and consulting and the creative agency world and how those two things are coming together, right? And so we talk about a very, very key things that really drive home how do you actually build something, both a scalable, fulfilling, fun to run, simple business if you're a coach, consultant, or a creative person. So here's a few of the things we talked about. The one key question that drives the right business model for you, this is, I cannot overestimate how important this question is. It's amazing. We talked about the stages of selling your coaching and your expertise and how to package that expertise into kind of an online DIY product that allows you to scale. We also talk about why selling a coaching or consulting business is nearly impossible, right? What asset are we really building and selling? Uh, and how are we going to, uh, in light of how difficult it is to sell, what is the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow for a coach or a consultant? What are we working towards? What are we building towards? Uh, and so this conversation was phenomenal. Laura is, uh, is very similar in the sense that she has really thought through at a very deep level all the different roads that you can go down as a, as a kind of coach or consultant, someone who's selling their skills and their creativity and their expertise, right? So when you start out by essentially letting people rent your brain, where does that lead to? Where does that go? Where do you end up? And what are the different roads that you can go down? Laura's either been down all those paths herself. And we talk about her own personal journey of, you know, getting stuck in an office with a whole bunch of people and it ended up she didn't even want to show up to work anymore, uh, to now working super independently and, and everything in between. So it doesn't matter whether you want to build just a highly successful, highly profitable coaching practice. In other words, it's you and maybe an assistant. Or if you want to build out, you know, the next Zig Ziglar or Tony Robbins, like an organization, a firm, a McKinsey style consulting firm with lots of junior consultants underneath you. And you want a, a, an awesome office that you roll into every day and people that report into you. Whatever your goal is, we're going to talk about the business models to get there and what actually gets us that fulfilling, satisfying, profitable business that feeds a very deep and meaningful life. So again, super awesome conversation. I'm really excited for you to hear it. This is one of my favorites. I loved recording this and having this conversation with Laura, and I know you'll love to hear it. So let's jump in with Laura Posey. So officially, Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today, Matt. It's great to be here. <laughs> I am super pumped because we should have been, uh, we might publish the the intro, the pre-recording conversation because it was just as good, hopefully, as what we're about to talk about uh, because you, uh, 
you're super deep into helping coaches and consultants build their actual business. And, and the experience that you have has led you to, to a lot of interesting conclusions and strong opinions, which I'm excited to get into. Um, but I want to start with uh, uh, just how, if you've run into somebody on the street, or you run into somebody in business at a cocktail party or whatever, how do you tell people what you do? So I tell people that my job is to help coaches and consultants pay themselves a consistent $100,000 salary and have the time and freedom to do the things that they really enjoy doing in their lives. Okay. Succinct, short, I like it. Um, okay. So I want to talk about why people may not get to that or why they struggle to maintain that. And this go, it really goes back to the strategy and the foundation of how they built their coaching business to begin with. And, and one of the things that you help people do is figure out, well, do they want a practice? Do they want to be a solopreneur type of coach? Um, as much as I would love everybody in the world to kind of scale up their business, I, I'm sure you can probably agree, not everybody wants that. Um, right. And so I think what, what you have probably zeroed in on is the market that um, either is maybe figuring out or already knows that they don't necessarily want a, a huge coaching firm, that they want to enjoy their life and have a coaching business that serves their life. Do I, do I have that right as far as like who your ideal client is? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of clients start there, mm -hmm. right? You know, our, our first goal with every client is to get them to that six figure income, right? There, there's just magic that happens when they're paying themselves a six figure salary. Mm -hmm. like they know every single month I'm getting a check mm -hmm. and they know what it's going to be and they're not worried about it. And everything's running like a well-oiled machine. And for a lot of folks, that's, that's the dream. Like that's as big as they can think when they start. But then they get to that level and they're cruising along and they're like, well, this is good, but I think I want more, mm. right? I think they, they, they get that security and that comfort level, right? That, that six-figure mark is so transformational because it gives them that, that baseline that they can count on that it's, you know, comfortable for most people's lifestyle. Like you can yeah. do, you can have a decent life at, at 100K in most places. Mm. And so it, it gives them this, this emotional freedom because they have this security of this steady paycheck to start thinking bigger mm -hmm. and to say, well, maybe I do want to scale this. Maybe it is possible. I am mm -hmm. successful. I am good at this thing. Um, Man, so that's good, that's good for coaches clients, to keep in mind about their clients too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's we, huge. I, I've just found that, that, you know, like let's just start with this bar. And even the folks that know that they want to be huge and they want to scale up and they, they really want to – have an empire. It's like, well, great. Until you get to this level, we all need to be thinking about seven figures, right? <laughs> what? Right? Let's, let's, but shouldn't let's you start for the stars to hit the moon? I come on now. Yeah, like, like how much of a goal setter are you? Let's pay you before we start trying to go pay everybody else on the planet. <laughs> um, and 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 I know. I mean, I've done it the other way, and yeah. there's nothing that sucks more than everybody else gets a paycheck and you don't. Yes. Or you get one, but it's way smaller than everybody else's. Yeah. You will come to hate your company and your people really fast when yeah. they're getting paid and you're not. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, okay. So let's talk about some of the mistakes that people make with their coaching business right out of the gate. So we, we've covered whether they want to be a solopreneur or not. They still need to get to that threshold and have a stable base. And then whether they want, how, how far they want to progress beyond their stable base then becomes a new discussion. But let's talk about really getting clear about what they want. How, how do you lead people through that process so they really get honest about yeah 
the, the type of coaching business they even want to build? Yeah. So, you know, we really start with like, how much money do you want to make? How many people do you think you want to have around you working for you, whether those are contractors, whether they're employees, like, you know, what, what in your mind do you want to just go walk down the hall to your bedroom every day and, and do that? Or do you want to have an office? Do you want to have people around? Do you want to have stuff that you can offload? Like we start to think about those types of things. And then we start to th really think about what are the types of products that you want to sell, right? And, and we talk to everybody about productizing their services um, because it's just easier to sell a product. Yeah. People like to buy a product. It's a defined price. It has a beginning and an end. There's typically some sort of a process with it. It's just much easier to sell a product, even if it is a product of services. Yeah. And so we get really clear on like, what's the thing you want to lead with? What do you really want to do the most? And then we start looking at, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, how do you want to price it? Right? Do you want to do a straight time for money trade? Right? You show up, you count the hours, this is how much it is. Um, do you want to do something that's more of a one-to-many type of approach mm -hmm. where you've got more people paying you smaller amounts? Do you want to take some of that expertise and package it into online products? Right? How do you really want to work and, and, and is there a combination that we can create out of that? Yeah. So we have to look at you know, what do you want to sell and then how are we going to price it? Mm -hmm. right? What kind of pricing model? Is it going to be a straight time for money trade? Or are there other things that we can do to leverage that time? Mm -hmm. And then we start to look at, okay, if this is what you want to do, who are the people that have a, an incredibly high likelihood of wanting what it is that you specifically deliver? Mm -hmm. um, because once we've productized it, now we can go out and go, oh, who wants that? And, and then we really dig into, like, what's your secret sauce? Why you? What do you do that nobody else is going to do? What's mm -hmm. going to make these people go, oh, my God, where have you been all my whole life? <laughs> it's a very good way to put that. Yeah. And, and so when we can put those sort of basic pieces together, then it's just a matter of, okay, well, let's go out and find those people. Let's figure mm -hmm. out what our sales process looks like, right? Are we going to do a, a half hour consultation? Is there a form? Is there an application? You know, what, mm -hmm. what's the, the process for getting them in and, and turning them into a customer? And then, you know, obviously, how are we going to deliver on that? Mm -hmm. um, and I see a lot of coaches just don't sort of think that thing through, yeah. you know, because one of the things that, that happens is most coaches completely overestimate the number of hours that they have available to do work. Yes. Right. You know, it's like, well, I could work 40 hours a week. Well, yeah, you can work 40 hours a week, but you're not going to coach 40 hours a week because that is a 70 hour a week business. And you didn't leave corporate America for that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's so true. You like, 20 hours a week is about it if you're only going to, you know, and that's a thousand hours a year if you're going to only take two weeks off. Mm -hmm. right? Like that's just not a lot of time. Yeah. Right. And so if you're out there and so, you know, that plays into your pricing. If that's max what you could work, if you're completely at capacity all the time, and you're charging a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. Well, that's a hundred thousand dollar a year business. That's it. That's mm -hmm. your total revenue. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and, and we all know revenue means crap. It's how much is in my bank account? How much is in my pocket? Yeah. Is this account into Laura's account? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so I think a lot of coaches just sort of don't think this whole thing through. Yeah. You know, they don't look at, oh, well, this is, wow, you know, even if I charge $200 an hour, okay, yeah. if at capacity, I'm a $200,000 business. Yeah. 
that's it. Yeah. And I'm still crushing out 40 hours a week and taking two weeks off. Like, yeah, I'm done at that point. Yeah. And so we, you know, we really have to sort of think through all of these things and, and we play out these scenarios mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, if you do this, here's what's going to happen. Is that what you want? Oh, I don't yes. like that. Okay. Well, yeah. let's change some variables, play that scenario out. How are we now? No, that's worse. Okay. And that's kind of like going to the eye doctor, right? One, yeah. 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 That's three, a four. good way to put that. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was something that you mentioned and this is, man, it's been, it's been a while since I thought about this. Somebody asked me this at, at some point. Um, and I ha- I've never uh, come across this question since until you mentioned it, which is how many people do you want around you? Mm-hmm. And for someone like me, who is an introvert, right? So on, I, I am a, I'm a learned extrovert. I can, I can flip the switch and I'm on yeah. when I need to be on. And I don't know if you're the same way, but there's, there's a lot of people in coaching that I think are like that. Uh, and you really enjoy it. Cause I think you're drawn to that one-on-one, like you want to help people mm-hmm. transform. So does, so yeah. I think it maybe maybe coaching might even disproportionately attract a little bit more of that than other professions. Um, man, the ha- how many people you have around you is an incredibly key question because it really dictate, like if you're the type of person that only wants to have three to five, maybe seven key relationships in your life, in, like in your mm-hmm. business life, that's going to dictate how big of a business you have, or at the very least, it dictates the type of people that you have around you in the sense of, look, if you're going to have a scaled out agency or a scaled out firm, those five to seven people that you have around you can't be assistants. They better be VP level rock stars, which means you have to be a different person if those are going to be the five to seven relationships. Now, if you want five to seven assistants, that's different. Um, But but that is something I've thought a lot about um, because I'm that way. I mean, five, five to seven is about it. And I literally just interviewed an agency owner the other day who said the same thing about their pods. They only serve five to seven clients. So that, that's the, that's the sweet spot that we found. So it's interesting you asked that question because I think that give people a lot of insight just into themselves and what kind of business they want to run. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Years ago I had a business partner and and I went into the partnership not knowing what questions to ask, you know, Mm -hmm. this guy that I thought was successful and great guy came and said, Hey, do you want to be partners in this new business? I'm like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, and you know, I have years never in, made that mistake. So <laughs> I, I mean, thank it, God, it, it I was, don't know. <laughs> it was truly the equivalent of like, you know, meeting somebody in a bar and getting married two weeks mm-hmm. later. I mean, it was yeah. just crazy. But anyway, he's a great guy. He, he really is a super fantastic dude, but we had different visions for yeah. the business and I didn't know it. And, you know, I asked him one day, I'm like, you know, what, what do you want to do in 10 years? Like, where do you want to be? And he's like, oh, I want to buy this building. And he had this specific building in mind in town. He wanted to buy the building and had this big fountain in front and he wanted the fountain to have like our logo in it and like our name on the building and the building full of people. And, and I was just like, oh my God, that sounds like hell. <laughs> like that's the, oh, like really that's where like, we're going? Like you wanted me to show Shoot up to that building that. every day with all the people, with all, it very sounds very peopley, yeah. Like you put on a suit and go to this place every day and go in at this time and leave at this time and manage all these, and I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, just like, I, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, huh, crap. Now we got maintenance on the building and the roof's going to leak. Like the fountain's not going to work. And, you know, and I'm just like, God, I really don't want to do this. And it was, it really, you know, I could think back to that conversation. that was the beginning of the end, you know, yeah. it took me another five years to, to sort of put it all together and unravel oh, it and, and, and make the break. But it, like I can remember that specific conversation because 
it, it gets back to that, you know, how many people do you want around you? And he wanted to be the top of a huge pyramid. Yeah. And I wanted freedom. I did not want to yeah. have to go someplace every day. And so. man, those internal motivators are, man, they, they sneak up and get you, don't they? Because I'm the same way. Autonomy yeah. is like my number one value on the disc test. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because I've got a buddy of mine. Uh, he's my one of my best friends and he's the, he's the guy that owned the agency that I came out of. So I've worked for him and I, I watched his agency scale. I was there for part of it and then just friends and now he's a client. So I've been in, in every, every part of the relationship and I've watched them grow from 150 to 500 clients, um, like scale up. Um, but he's the same way, right? Autonomy is his number one driver. Well, guess what? He has a really good operations team that manages 60 employees that are in that other, they're in that, in that, in that other yeah. building a thousand miles away. Yeah. And he runs the business from here in San Diego. So it's not like there's not ways around that, but right. he has a business partner that doesn't have to be in the room with him to be productive. They right. can work a thousand miles apart and the relationship still works. It's yeah. when, when I was kind of like going through this process, Laura, that you talk about that you go through with coaches. I went through this process with him and he was mentoring me on how to start the agency. And he said, look, you can't replicate what I built. He's like, it's just, it's nearly impossible. Like I found a unicorn of a business partner that we were friends in college. Right. We were friends before we started in business. He said, if, if I were starting the agency over again, that's not how I would build it because the odds of finding that person are slim to right. none. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, we get we get trapped in that a lot where we end up trying to build a business that somebody else built because we think it looks cool. But we haven't really asked yeah. ourselves the hard questions that you're asking people to get them to really look at what do you really want and what's realistic yeah. for what's out there and what you can build by yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I, can, you know, I ask people, you know, do you want to be the name of the business, right? Like, do you want... Question do you want to be the business or okay. do you want a company that you're the head of? And you can be the spokesperson in the face of the business, mm -hmm. but have a bunch of other people deliver for you. Right. And you just have to be clear that they're not getting you. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, you, you, know, you look at like Tony Robbins, Tony's got, you know, a bazillion people that deliver his stuff. Mm hmm. Right? And you pay top dollar to see Tony. And if you want to work with Tony, you pay super top, 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 top dollar. Mm -hmm. right? And super limited access. But it's all built around him. It's all built around the Tony Robbins name. And he's got products that have their own names. But it's, it's all about this name and this face. And, and that's a completely different organization than one that has, there's a company name and you happen to be currently the face and the driver of that business again it gets back to that saleable asset yeah right and and what do you really want to build and and sort of thinking about your exit strategy as you're building mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, and most of us don't don't think about that i i do think of it in terms of lifestyle strategy i don't necessarily think about it in terms of exit strategy because i'm not building something to sell, but I am in love with the idea of building a beautiful systematized business that mm -hmm. runs as if it was sellable, if that makes yeah. sense. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that I, I always want people to think about is, is there something that you can add to your business or something, some piece of your business that you can position for sale so that you have an asset? Because otherwise when it's time to go, Right. And you don't know when that time is. Right. 
you would like to think that, oh, when I'm, you know, 62 or whatever, I'm going to exit. That's not your choice. You don't get to set the time a lot of times, right? Shit happens. Okay. So, you know, is there, you know, because unless you've got something to sell, Mm -hmm. the rest of your life is limited to what you have saved. That's true. And most of us do a really crappy job of saving enough. Right? We completely underestimate how long we're going to live and how much that's going to cost and the fact that it's going to get more expensive to live, not less. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, I'll have my house paid off. Yeah, but your health care is going to be $12,000 a month. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. it's like, okay. Well, it's, yeah. So having that asset, having that thing that you could sell, Right, even if it's only a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars that you get for it, that's a big check. Mm-hmm. That's a big chunk that goes into your retirement, that goes into your savings. Mm-hmm. Versus, okay, when I'm done, I just turn out the lights and close the door and go home. Yeah, and whatever I've saved is what I have, and and so I think it it there's always something that you can add, something that you can build, something that you can create that is saleable. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the whole business. It can be just this little piece. Like, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, sort of three different revenue streams and, and typically the, the piece of your business that's saleable is some sort of online product mm-hmm. that you've created and, and you've built a machine around that, that, that continually generates a predictable revenue stream. Yeah. That is, that's saleable. There's somebody out there that will buy that. Mm. And you know, they'll look at it and go, oh, I can improve on that. I can do better ads. I can drive more traffic. I can sell more of this stuff. I'll raise the price. I write better sales copy, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like so I, I encourage everybody to start thinking about that. What could I build as a piece of my business that's an asset? Mm-hmm. I, I've, just seen, I've just seen too many people get to, I have a friend right now who's, um, in his seventies and has built an amazing business has the, some of the most amazing intellectual property I've ever seen. Can't sell it. Can't yeah. find a buyer. Yeah. Well, that's not true. He, he was offered, he had a buyer for the intellectual property, but it was, it was a hundred thousand dollars, but he was going to have to stay on for three years and continue to run the, and I'm like, so the whole time. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. So it wasn't really, I mean, it was just, it was a crap that's, offer and that's the best yeah. offer that he's gotten in three years. Yeah. Right. And the value of the intellectual property is continuing to decline. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, it's a sticky situation and it's not, it's not easy for anyone to find that like that sellable asset, but it, it is yeah. something to think. I, and I like what you talk about in terms of like figuring out the product that you can sell where you can build the marketing machine that somebody else could yeah. come in, operate, tweak, optimize, and potentially even grow the business where in terms of a professional yeah. service, the best sometimes you can hope for is just that the service doesn't massively decline as soon as the owner leaves, uh, yeah. let alone improve. Like the odds of it improving are astronomically slim to none. Um, but a product yeah. business where you're selling stuff that people want, you can come in and optimize yeah. that. So I like that. Um, I've got two quick questions for you before we close, but I want to make sure we get a good plug for you before we do. So tell people where they can go to connect and learn more and kind of get into your world. Um, so yeah, they, I have, Two primary places. Um, they can go to breakthrough100.com, and that's our program for coaches and consultants. Um, and that's where we we focus solely on getting them to 100k. For my, I have um, clients that are IT 
folks and, and folks that have either break, broken through that 100K or they're not a coach or consultant. And um, so they go to our simple successplans.com. Mm -hmm. And that's where we offer our more general business coaching. We do strategic planning. We do sales and marketing planning. That type, cool. of, that type of stuff. Awesome. Well, speaking of the, um, like kind of building something that's sellable, scaling a little bit. Um, I'm curious, I just in looking back on the coaching that you do and, and it's a lot of strategy work. Uh, so I'm curious, like, where do you feel like, like internally that that comes from? What's the unique skill or ability that you feel like you developed over the years that gives you the ability to think very clearly on strategy and help people make strategic breakthroughs? Where does that come from? I think it comes from having never done it um, myself. Like when I started my business, I started business with the, the partner and, and about five years in, it was horrible. Like I, I just felt trapped in this absolute nightmare. I wasn't making the money I wanted. I had employees. I had a building. I had overhead. I had all this stuff that was making me miserable. And, and I, I tell this story about um, I went hiking in the desert in, in Sedona. Like I, I seriously took my last credit card and went to Sedona and was like, I just got to clear my head. And I, I was hiking and I, I was just climbing up um, Cathedral Rock. And all of a sudden the trail just went like straight up. And so I start like climbing this rock thinking this is the trail, right? And I get about 30 feet up and I'm hanging there and I realize like I can't go any farther. Okay. And I look down, which is never a good idea. And I realize I can't see the handholds and, and footholds that I used to get up. Okay. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to die right here. And so I, I just happened to look over to the side and kind of lean back. And I saw the trail over to my left. And what had happened is the trail had turned and I didn't. I was too busy all up in my head and I went the wrong way. And it, I had that, you know, sort of light bulb moment that that was exactly what I'd been doing in my business. Yeah. And I was just getting up and going and doing and I didn't have a plan and I didn't think about where do I really want to go and how am I going to get there? I didn't map it out. I didn't prepare and really think about it. And that day like changed everything. I went back and created a strategic plan for my business. And that was the turning point. That's how I got out of the business partnership. I got out from all of the, under, the overhead. I stopped wearing suits to work every day. I stopped <laughs> having an expensive office and, and I just created a business that, did what I wanted it to do because I had a plan and all I had to do was get up and execute on the plan. Yeah. And so I think that the, 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 oh, the power is just mm. experience. It's just yeah. doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So now you're in an interesting phase that I want to spend maybe two or three minutes talking about just that you're, you're hiring your first coach to really kind yeah. of deliver some of the strategy that normally you do, you do all this yourself, yeah. right? What's that experience yeah. been like? Any lessons you can share? Yeah, so it's it's terrifying, right? You know, because you think, you know, your first thought is, well, I want to replicate myself. And then you think, well, I can't replicate myself, right? My experiences, you know, so much of what you do in coaching is, is you're sharing experiences. You're sharing things that you've done right and that you've done wrong. You're sharing stories. Mm -hmm. And you can't replicate that. Yeah. So what I really rely on is the processes that I've built in the coaching. So I take every client through the same series of steps yeah. and, you know, we check off, do we have this? Yes. Do we have this? And, and, you know, that we, we bring them through that, that process and we know that, that we're doing all the right things. And some people go, you know, everybody goes through different stages faster or slower, but they all go through the same process. And so 
for me, hiring that person is, do I have somebody that can coach through those, that process, who can understand what the typical obstacles are to getting through each one and, and sort of what's a pass or fail mm-hmm. in each stage of the process? Yeah. And if I can deliver that, then if I've got somebody who has those basic skills of being an excellent listener, being empathetic, being strong enough to push somebody through, being insightful and being able to see what's really going on, then I can just apply that to our process and they will take somebody through differently than I would. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they won't be successful bringing them through the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think one of the things that coaches and consultants I, I see struggle with a lot is if they don't immediately have a vision of building a scalable operation, they never build the processes because they don't think they need them. And the the truth is that even if we never scaled out the operation, we still need them because it still makes us better coaches and consultants. And it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes you need, it's almost like we need that carrot on the end of the stick of having this big scalable business just to do what we should do anyway, which is systematize our own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Even if yeah. we ever ne- yeah. never end up scaling, it helps to have yeah. to have a methodology, to have a system that yeah. we take clients through. It's very good. Yeah, it it it, it just makes your life as a coach so much better and so much easier. Yeah, um, it cuts your workload down tremendously because you can just pull. You know, you get ready to go into a new session and you just pull up and you go, "Oh, this client's at this stage. Okay, well, I know exactly what the steps are to get them to the next stage. That's what we're working on." Right? Boom, boom. Um, you don't have to think about it. There's not a ton of preparation. It's, it's lather, rinse, and repeat. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things we were talking about earlier that, it, that I think is super powerful is, you know, most people don't think that they want to scale when they start out because they, they don't think that they can. They don't know what it looks like. They're not sure they're going to be successful. But when they get to that certain level, and, and what I've found is it is that six-figure income, mm-hmm. right, that, that they're, they're bringing home six figures consistently. They actually get to that level and they start to get a little bored and, and they're looking for, okay, well, what's the next level for me? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they, you know, first they start out just adding some more money and then yeah. they get to a place where they're like, well, I got plenty of money now. Like what else do I want to do? And it just becomes interesting to scale. And they yes. start to get that, that passion of, wow, by scale, I can help more people. I can take this thing that's working and I can yeah. spread it much farther and much wider. I can help more people. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that like, yeah, that's where the, that vision comes from. And I think the, um, that, I mean, that's definitely part of where I get my fulfillment, you know, hopefully out of the, out of the yeah. podcast production business is serving those types of people. And I know from experience that, um, watching those people scale their business, they mm-hmm. get as much and sometimes more fulfillment out of directly impacting the coaches or the consultants that they bring on underneath them as they yeah. do the clients. Cause they end up getting further removed from the clients, but they get yeah. a deep satisfaction from the transformation of the people that they end up actually bringing into their agency yeah. thinking that they're just going to impact the clients. No, no, it's like you end up, it's the people that are closest to you, those deep relationships you have that yeah. end up being like super, super impactful, which is interesting. Well, I could go all day on this. Sadly, we, we can't, unfortunately, because we have to honor your time. Um, but uh, Breakthrough100.com, right? Yeah. And then Simple Success Systems. Simple Success Plans. Plans. SimpleSuccessPlans.com. Awesome. Laura, this is a fantastic conversation. Like I said, I've got, I've probably written down four to five really key 
what, what I would call exponential questions just from, from what you've thrown out there, which is very, very cool. And uh, hopefully people, uh, if they weren't already writing them down, I'm going to put them in the show notes so that they, they get them and can take them and apply them and stuff like that. But awesome, awesome conversation. I really, really appreciate it. This is fun. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.